Season 3 of this podcast is sponsored by the Charles E. Kubley Foundation, which supports efforts to reduce the stigma of mental illness. We are solely responsible for podcast content. Hey, Terry. Hello, Bridget. We're doing our third Ripple Report today. And that means that every season, some people reach out to us and let us know um, not only that they listen to the podcast, but how it affects them, how it changes the way that they are in the world. Mm -hmm. And one of them has been a teacher. She started a mental health initiative in her school. Right. And someone else who works on a hotline basically said that they're asking different questions Mm -hmm. and having deeper conversations as a result of some of the things that they've heard on the podcast. Mm -hmm. So they're basically confirming for us, the value of speaking openly about mental health, which every person who shares their story does. Yes. And last week, we were delighted to get an email from the director of a New York theater ensemble, and she reached out to let us know how the podcast has affected her and her work. Let's hear from Lindsay. Lindsay had never heard of this podcast before she stumbled upon it. I'm just always like looking for new podcasts, so I just found it one day in my iPhone podcast app. Not dissuaded by the fear of a podcast on depression being depressing, Lindsay began to listen regularly. No, it's not my experience. It's not my experience at all. The thing about it is that every podcast is representative of another person, and every person is so different. And that's why I think it's so powerful, so... I think it represents all of the colors of emotion, and that's something, too, that people have this, like, conception, misconception about depression as just being, like, sad and dark and lonely and angry, and and it's not. It's something that is something that contains every emotion, and I think that this podcast really um, illustrates that. They're very digestible. Lindsay not only finds the personal stories digestible, but comforting. They've actually become part of her toolkit for managing her mental health. I had a big travel day, and I was flying to New York City where I would be moving. Traveling alone was something that really scared me, and I knew it would be like an opportunity for my thoughts to sort of get out of control. Anyway, I listened to Giving Voice to Depression I would say the entire travel day and I just had all of these different podcasts in my ear the whole day. I really did not stop listening to it and I really feel like that's what helped me. It prevented me from really going so far down into the dark that I couldn't get out again. I I really feel like that. You make it sound like the people in the stories were keeping you company or holding your hand that day. Yes, it was definitely holding my hand that day. I love that. (laughs) So a huge thanks to every person who has shared their story and their struggles and their wisdom and perspective on a podcast, play, or in a private conversation or any other way. We can know in our hearts that it's an important thing to do to fight the stigma and ignorance surrounding mental illness. But thanks to Lindsay, we get to hear firsthand some of the many ways that being real about what you're feeling is making a difference. 
And the ripples don't end with her travel day. Lindsay is currently directing the New York Tribe Theater Ensemble's production of Every Brilliant Thing, the story of the adult child of a depressed and sometimes suicidal mother. The play structured around a list of brilliant things that the child writes in reaction to that shared and deeply influential experience. In response to that, this person creates a list of every brilliant thing to live for in the world. And this, at first, is something, you know, like if I write this list of amazing things to live for, maybe this can be the thing to save my mother. Um, I think that it's also, it's something that this person really uses for themselves um, to cope with their own feelings. Mm -hmm. And later on, helps them build relationships with others. Tell me some of the things on that list. Okay, so I can give you one through seven right now. Number one, <laughs> okay, go. number one, ice cream. Two, water fights. Three, staying up past your bedtime and being allowed to watch TV. Four, the color yellow. Five, things with stripes. Six, roller coasters. And seven, people falling over. So these, of course, were the first seven items that they wrote as a as a child um, right. after their mother's first attempt. Oh. The structure of your podcast just reminds us so much of the structure of this play in that it's one voice telling their story about depression and the power of that is so incredible. And so we just felt that they were connected in that way and we just wanted to express that to you all. And she also wants to express that they listen to this podcast together as a group. I would say like anywhere between three to six, seven people or something like that listening to these. Really just sitting and listening to it and then discussing it afterwards. No kidding. Yeah, that's really what we do. We really did that just Sunday night. We were sitting in a circle and we were just listening to the podcast. And it was the... I think it was the podcast from last week uh, about listening. That was a beautiful podcast episode. Thanks. He'll, he'll love to hear that. And that was helpful to hear as people who can be a better support system for those with depression. Because sometimes someone will be sharing their feelings with you. And I know me personally, I have this instinct, you know, try to give them answers or solutions And I've also been in the position where I'm sharing my story with somebody and I just want to be listened to and heard and my, and my emotion, my emotions be validated. But instead I met with, um, the fixer with the fixer. And so I've, I've definitely been in both of these positions. I'm sure the audience will be having conversations based on what they experience in your performance. And then you guys are having all these talks, you know, the idea that, all of these people are talking about depression and what role those of us who are supporting people with depression have and what role those of us with it have in terms mm-hmm. of, you know, trying to deal with our own stuff and, and ask for whatever help we need. It just is very healing to think of so many conversations mm-hmm. happening out there. You're doing a great thing. Thank you. <laughs> it has been really healing for us. And I'm just excited to share that experience with an audience because I think the healing will be that much more powerful the more people that we can that we can share this with
I mean, that's just beautiful. Yeah, it's a really, it's really beautiful. <laughs> it's a brilliant it's thing, really I should say. <laughs> it's so brilliant. After our talk, I wrote a follow-up question to Lindsay, and she took it to her theater group and recorded their answers. Some of their comments are about their play, some the podcast, but it's all kind of the same for this discussion. Is it still recording? Yes, it's still recording. Okay. So the question that she asked me today, what is it about the telling of one person's story that is so powerful? And why does that have such an impact um, specifically in relation to depression? Um, well, I think right, right off the bat it makes me think that you communicate well with others by relating to them. And I think you can relate to that person's experience. Maybe because you've had that a similar experience or you know people in your life that have had that experience. Mm-hmm. After you listen to somebody's like play-by-play story of their life um, and all the hardships and, and, and every highs and lows, I think that that's why people after the show like want, want to open up the conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think too, and something that the podcast does so well, and mm-hmm. I think that the show hopefully will do the same thing, is um, it just makes you not feel alone. You can sit and listen through five of the episodes and think, oh, I'm not the only person having these feelings. And there is a community there that I, I, you know, I wasn't aware that was there or that I was closed off to before because, you know, no one was having a conversation about it. I think for me, like, you know, when you hear all these statistics of like so many people or so many percentages or so many this age group or that age group, it feels so much Mm -hmm. and I only feel like one person. And so it's, it is... I think effective to hear one story at a time mm-hmm. and that helps you broaden mm-hmm. your spectrum that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Having someone share their narrative is like that first person taking this first step and it's kind mm-hmm. of allowing and giving, granting permission to other people to open up about their experiences with something that is, isn't talked about and um, maybe feels hard to talk about. Mm-hmm. And they'll think, oh, I remember that play, and I remember that story, and I remember that it's okay to have these feelings that I might have, and that there are people out there that can relate to me, and that, I, like, that I'm not alone. I feel like so often we have to like pretend that we're fine, right. and like for some reason we feel like we're not allowed <clears throat> to say how we're feeling. Like, if we're feeling shitty, we feel like... You know, like, not, not negative things, yeah. Yeah, and then for me, I know it becomes more about the, I'm feeling shitty and now I'm going to beat myself up for feeling, feeling shitty. shitty. Yeah. And so, for me, hearing these stories is so empowering because everybody sharing their stories is saying, like, no, I'm actually, there are times when I'm really not okay. Mm-hmm. And just, like, speaking to that mm-hmm. is really giving it to the societal norm of feeling that we have to pretend that everything's okay. Yeah. I'm really interested in the podcast and the play as like uh, an olive branch. If you think one of your friends or family members is like having a hard time or if they're if you just don't have that sort of relationship with someone to approach them about these things, 
this really gives you an opportunity to check in without having to be so mm -hmm. um, upfront. I don't know if that's the word I'm looking for, but it feels like it's a way to to let them know that you're willing to have a conversation. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I'm listening to this podcast. It's really interesting. I'm really enjoying it. And I feel like I haven't heard this side of this story before. Mm. And that kind of opens that door that someone may have needed you to push open for them. Mm -hmm. I think the exciting thing about that too is after working on this play, I've been able to start discussions and, and open up um, dialogue with people who I don't know how I would have started that discussion with and I didn't know that I had to until working on this play and um, and then a great thing uh, to like have in my toolbox along with that was the podcast and, and to be able to like you know have that as a um, I don't know, a, some type of support system, like along with this dialogue and, and to be able to say, hey, I am listening to this, I am really enjoying it and offering it like to help with the, mm. the dialogue has been really, really beneficial. And like, there are things when I'm listening to these stories that I can relate to so strongly in myself. And then there are things where I'm like, oh no, actually that's, that's not like me, but now I can empathize mm -hmm. right. to somebody else I know. Yeah. I think that one reason why I like the uh, giving voice to depression so much is because it's the last episode we listened to was just all about listening and how like that's one of the most important things that you can do and that like that's pretty much what every one of their episodes are, are like just people listening to each other and, and giving that space and and I think it's really cool that we have this show that's I mean it's listening it's a shared experience it's like a, a moment that's happening with you and for you here's depression this is what it is like we're sharing this moment it's mm -hmm. there's actually something really beautiful about it Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Try Peter signing off. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, I love the, the phrases that opens a door that someone may have needed you to open for them. It starts the discussion. Those are, those are ripples. Those are definitely ripples. And, and they put words to it so nicely to talk about kind of how primal it is to share our experiences with others and how hearing leads to learning and I mean it's just it just all feels very primal like to me word. well maybe that's because it's the tribe theater company maybe you're just <laughs> really getting in getting into character we do want to thank them that was really sweet uh doing that recording and having that discussion um so that we could include it in this and we wish you a great production we're going to link to it um it's powerful work it's important work and we are grateful for what you are also doing to reduce the stigma of mental illness by talking about it and thanks for reaching out. <laughs>